straight efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. Here in episode 45, we're joined by Gina Lopez, a vice president at Calmar, where she talks about the company and their history, how she got into trucking, the various use cases for terminal tractors, and the efficiency of using them to move trailers around yards. We also talk about the new generation of Calmar terminal tractors, why electrification makes sense, and about their journey to automate them. Today we have joining us Gina Lopez. She's a vice president at Calmar. We're going to learn a lot about Calmar over the next uh, half hour or so. Hello, Gina. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk. I mean, uh, we've known each other for a while now, and um, you always uh, have some interesting things to share, not only about the you know, the work you're doing, the products you have, the customers you have, but um, there's always, I always learn something interesting when, when we talk. Um, but, but before we, we, we dig right in, I always ask my guests, um, given the title of this podcast, how, how did we meet? Do you, do you remember or do you remember when you first learned about NACFI? Well, um, let's see. Uh, actually, I do. And it was David uh, that gave me a gave me a call or reached out um, on LinkedIn. I don't remember exactly, and asked to talk to me about NACFI, and um, basically said, you know, we're going to be doing some things in the electric space soon, and we're thinking about incorporating terminal tractors. Would you be interested? And um, and and then you know, um, as that came to fruition, a few a uh, few months later. Um, then I think I reached out to you and said, Hey, you know, we'd really like to participate. And, and then we met in person, I guess, in Chino, um, for the, for the run, um, program, um, interviews on site at our customer location in FI. So yeah, that, that was kind of a whirlwind, but it all started around the electric, the idea of the electric run. It was about a year ago. Um, in January 2021, where we did a call for participants in Run On Less Electric. We said, yep, we're doing it. We've got, you know, we got some sponsor money for it. We're going to make it happen. And, um, you know, most of the communication, and we did a call for participants, but quite bluntly, most of the communication was the team and I reaching out to the Daimlers and the Volvos and PepsiCo's and, you know, NFI and others to, to, to gain their support. But, um, you called us. <laughs> like, how about us? You know, Calmar, we've got an electric terminal tractor. How about us? So I'm glad you did. And I'm glad, I'm glad it ended up working out. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, um, I, you know, the, I just want to congratulate you on it because it was, um, it's, it was so well done and, um, the, it's just amazing reference material for, uh, for potential new customers to take a look at, um, and for OEMs to refer to. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, we, we particularly, um, a lot of people particularly like, and we say it too, that, you know, it mixes the details, sort of the data, um, you know, how many miles did they go, how many hours did they operate, you know, all that sort of detailed stuff. And really all three runs, this one only on this one exclusively battery electric trucks, but they've all had this element of, of, of data and then mixing that with uh, sort of the the qual the quality uh, or quant you know not just the quantity but also the quality of information. So all those interviews and you know it, it, it's interesting to go back and watch them. You know when a driver smiles about the trucks, right? Then they're, they're they're saying what they like about it, or when they grin, or when their eyes get a little 
maybe a little more pointed. Then they're talking about the challenges. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We, we really enjoy these uh, run events. So let, let, let's start with the company. So tell us about Calmar. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I've come to learn that they're, you know, it's a real global, large company, but I think with North American trucking, when we think about Calmar, sometimes it's this, you know, very specific Midwestern, uh, company working on, uh, yard tractors. So is that, is that accurate or is that too blunt or uh, tell us about the company in general and tell me if I'm right or not. <laughs> no, it, it, it is very true. So, um, so Calmar is is a um, one of the subsidiaries of CargoTech Group, and um, the CargoTech uh, is a is a publicly traded company on the Helsinki Stock Exchange. It's a Finnish um, holding group, and there are three daughter companies underneath uh, Calmar, Hiob, and McGregor. And Hiob is pronounced Hiob in the U.S., I guess. And um, people are probably familiar with uh, Moffitts, for instance. Uh, little truck-mounted forklifts that ride around on the back of um, sod trucks uh, is where I most commonly see them, but um, that that's a sister company. Uh, but Calmar specifically focuses on container moving equipment uh, for the most part, and so uh, inside that portfolio, uh, you have we have a spreader group called Broma. Um, we have um, a, a whole automation group that does uh, large um, yard cranes, mobile yard cranes, RMGs, those types of things. Uh, and then on the mobile side, which is the side that the terminal tractors sit in, um, we have big counterbalance equipment. So reach stackers, empty container handlers, and, and big forklift trucks uh, together with the tractors. And, um, and so uh, the, we say that one in every four containers around the world at any given time is being moved by a Calmar piece of equipment. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Kind of yeah. a cool statistic, but, uh, but about, uh, I think about 5,600 employees inside Calmar and about 11,000 inside CargoTech. So it's a decent sized company. Um, but uh, Ottawa, the Calmar Ottawa specifically, it, it was actually invented in Ottawa uh, back in the 1950s. Uh, it was um, part of several different companies, so it was acquired multiple times, um, but it was acquired by Sisu back in the 1980s. And from there, it made its way into the, the Finnish uh, holding group. So it's, it's been part of CargoTech or, or Calmar since, since back then. Um, but still, it's 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 its own. <laughs> uh, it, it's a very unique. It, it not necessarily uh, doesn't have the the Nordic roots that the other parts of the business do. Right, right. And we're going to get into the details of, of terminal tractors. But you know, it's it's a. I think it's an innovation. It's a it's a way to move these trailers around. Uh, you know, much more efficiently and quicker. And so it, it, it's fascinating to me and a bit of a niche, but, you know, we're, we're, we're finding that it's really going to be an early adopter uh, of electric trucks. But before we jump into that, tell me about yourself. I mean, what, what got you into this? What drives you? What motivates you? Um, you know, you're, you're a bit of a, I've come to know you a bit of a powerhouse. So there must be some, some real reasons why um, you're, you're there doing this work. So to tell us what drives Gina Lopez in this work. Well, I, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I just listened to a motivational speaker yesterday and he, he was talking about, um, you know, how you could drive your passion inside of whatever job you do. And I, and I think that that might be, um, that might be pretty relatable to, to me. So um, 
I am from the Midwest. I'm from a, a, a small town that is uh, right down the I-35 from Kansas City um, and uh, grew up, uh, you know, in a rural, rural area on a farm. So I'm, I'm the, the literal cliche of uh, anyone that's from Kansas. Um, but um, I decided that I wanted to, you know, see the world and experience uh, different cultures. So I, I went to... Um, I went to school for international business um, way back wow. a long time ago, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and and started working. I actually started working for uh, multinationals straight out of, of school, um, and first first started working in um, in, in the industrial automation uh, industry. I worked for a German-owned company, so I did that for several years, and then and then actually made the transition to Calmer, and I. So for 15 years, I've been working for Calmar or Cargo Tech in different capacities. I've moved around the company. I've had different roles. Um, this is my sixth different job, I guess. I, I like to give that statistic. But um, but yeah, just, um, I, you know, I've had the benefit of having a lot of uh, great mentors and uh, a lot of shoulder taps along the way. I I like to break things. I don't necessarily like the status quo. Um, typically like to ask, you know, how can we do it better? So, um, so moving into this role, um, you know, to lead this business division, uh, it had been a very tra traditional business for a long time. And what I could see right away was that, you know, we, we needed to make some monumental um, shifts in what we offer to our customer base, if we hope to be, um, you know, still the market leader in five to ten years' time, and you know, you could see that coming toward us uh, very quickly, and so um, so I jumped in and and we started making changes right away and and, and trying to get the you know the, the right leadership team in place and the right actions and strategy. Uh, mapped, and then we've just been marching toward that ever since. I yeah, I, I think we're in a real change and and changing time, and and you know kind of a and I, I don't know. It's like you, you can tell in my in my voice. I don't like to call things transformational, but I, I sure feel like we're we're, we're there now. Um, yeah, I I I hundred percent agree. And and then and then and couple on on top of that, um, I was raised by a scientist and a, an environmentalist, so. <laughs> On the farm, um, on the farm, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, my, my father was a science teacher and, and also, uh, an environmentalist and, and so, um, you know, that's kind of ingrained too. So it's, it's really nice to be able to actually, um, you know, in business, be able to do something that drives you, um, not only, not only from a, you know, just a business transformation perspective, but also, you know, there's that element of being able to really fundamentally change uh, this, this freight and logistics industry. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, you know, like we just said, I think we're in a time where, um, you know, we all want to get better and improve and you got to change to get better and improve. But I also think we're in a time where, um, you know, you, you, you better change or, you know, it's going to, it's going to run over you. So let, let's get into, let's get into terminal tractors. Cause what's, what's been fascinating for me and my learning about them is it's a good way to bridge, you know, warehousing and ports, um, you know, these, these uh, cranes and container moving forklifts, 
all that sort of stuff. And I think that's important because I think we're, you know, we're seeing more of that in the e-commerce driven world and so forth. But you used the word terminal tractor earlier. And that's what we at NACFI chose to use because there's a lot of terms, you know, we've heard it all, mules, yard dogs, um, you know, uh, goats, uh, on and on and on. And and through all that, maybe terminal tractors was the the nicest term for these, but um, (laughs) is is that what you call them? And what's the industry call them? And then tell us about, tell us a a bit about uh, what they do and, uh, you know, some things that maybe we don't, we don't already, you know, that would surprise us. Sure. Um, I think terminal tractors is probably the the European most commonly used European terminology, and that's probably um, that's probably why we use it um, as you know the name of the division. But um, certainly, most of the names that you'll see are are somewhat derogatory if you look at them from that perspective. So um, you see yard goats and mules and things. You know, some kind of derogatory term. Um, there are other terms, shunters, UTRs, uh, spotters, you know, I've, I've seen, seen just about every one on, uh, on a piece of, of uh, paper with a, a requisition. So, um, yeah, I think they're, they're, I mean, they have the kind of workhorses, right? I mean, they work, yeah. work, work, yeah. work, work. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Maybe that's what kind of is the common here. For sure. Um, and, you know, most common use for us is, is distribution centers. Um, that is absolutely the number one um, use. And, and we offer, you know, two different versions of that one that can travel on public roads and one that, that cannot. Um, then you have your typical port and terminal. Um, the terminal tractor will be a receiver um, inside a port container terminal. Um, they will roll right up underneath um, rail-mounted cranes or mobile yard cranes, and the crane will unload the container onto the onto a typically a um, um, a, tra- a trailer that stays affixed uh, to the tractor, and then the tractor will then go to another area, probably a staging area, where it will hand off that container. So it's kind of a it's a go-between in between two two spots. Um, you know, we have other applications too. Um, if you think about row, row ships, um, we actually have tractors that roll in and roll off. Uh, they have a reverse and drive capability. Um, so the driver will actually be able to flip completely around and drive it facing backward. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, they, they're used in um, even agricultural applications to pull um, pull trailers along, let's say, like a, um, uh, an orchard uh, that the tractor will be used. So anytime where, you know, you need, you need high torque capability or high, high pulling capability, um, and you don't need to go very fast, you can use a tractor. So really it comes from specialty places. And in run on less, we, 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 we basically, all three were, were, were common. So they had a, you know, a liftable fifth wheel that, um, you know, raise and lower, move trailers around a yard into the docks and so forth. And, and um, that way you don't have to get out and change the landing gear, but the driver does need to go back through, through the back of the cab in order to, um, you know, attach the uh, brake lines and so forth. So uh, all of that though, we learned from, from you guys and doing the work that, um, you know, the reason these terminal tractors exist is to be able to move tractors 10 to 15 times faster than if you had to do it with a, with a day cab. So very yeah. purpose, very purpose built and uh, go get the job done. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's really how, um, you know, there are certain markets in the world where distribution centers still use road trucks. Um, and so for us, those are unworn markets because we can go make that case with the use case of the U.S. We can go make that case and say, hey, by the way, you know, if you want to do this more efficiently, you can do it with a yard tractor. And it's about four, uh, you can move four trailers to one um, somewhere in that range uh, by using a, tra a yard tractor versus the, the over the road truck. Yeah, and you know that it was interesting with the the three run on less trucks. Again, we we were at one site where um, at that site one of the biggest auto manufacturers in the world. There was like forty five terminal tractors there, and then um, you know the site you were with us at it at NFI. I think there's I don't know maybe ten or twelve, but um, yeah. you know the other one, the, the the third site at Ruan, there was only one. There was one right. terminal tractor. It's probably maybe the only place in the world where. Uh, 100% of the terminal tractors are electric. Um, but but in that case, they probably, you know, just have a, a lower need to move trailers around, but still find having one versus doing it with um, regular day cab over the road tractors is um, the right way to go. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I'll, I'll even drive drive around um, and, and see, you know, some part, there will be an old tractor parked at a, you know, a, a farm somewhere where they use it just to move trailers here and there, you know, so they have second and third lives. And I know you just announced, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about the upcoming uh, new generation of the Calmar electric terminal tractor, but why is it, why is it, why, why is uh, terminal tractors, uh, electrification of terminal tractors a good thing? And um, tell us about your, your, your upcoming product. Sure. Um, well, terminal tractors specifically. So if you think about electric drivetrains, um, they're, they're power on demand, right? You know, if, if, you, if you're either going or not going, but there's no engine that's idling and terminal tractors, you know, the whole point of them is that they, they do quite a bit of idling. Um, about, you know, be, anywhere between 40 and 60% of their time is spent idling or waiting, waiting for, to receive a container. And um, so, you know, with the power on demand uh, approach, you're not needing to power the time that the truck is not working. And we now have uh, this after treatment emissions um, requirements on terminal tractors um, and that they hate idling. So here you've got a situation where there's a lot of idling on the diesel trucks. And, you know, we've heard from some fleets that the uh, they're, they're pretty big pretty concerned about the ongoing maintenance of that after treatment with the high idling and the life of the terminal tractor with the, with the, you know, maybe, maybe there'll be a, a, a place where they, it doesn't live as long. Yeah, so absolutely. It is, it's a problem area and specifically the, uh, the need to do regen in, in that after treatment system. You know, it's hard because the tractors don't ever reach that speed for that period of time long enough to actually do that regen. So, so it's absolutely right. It is a challenging system for us um, in this application. So tell us about um, what you announced recently and um, what, what, what's next in the, in the electric terminal tractor product lineup for Galmar. So we announced at the end of 2019 that we would launch uh, our full portfolio of Calmar mobile uh, solutions would be electrified by the end of 2021. And this was just reaffirming the cargo tech commitment. We actually committed to become a 1.5 C degree company 
Uh, and so, and what that is, is uh, we're committing to having or cutting our, our emissions in half by 2030. And this was very largely driven by uh, our chairman and CEO who founded the company and, and he, our, our chairman of the board, sorry, Mike, um, he founded the company back in the 80s with the intention of trying to reduce uh, the emissions of the container handling industry. And so, um, and so this new era of logistics event in December was intended to be in person actually at first. Uh, we we in, were inviting customers from all over to come see uh, our fully electrified fleet and then our fully robotic fleet. And, um, and with the COVID kind of ticking back up at the, at the end of the year, we made a call in November to turn that into a virtual event. And I think it was a fantastic one. Uh, we had more than a thousand customers joining us uh, to, to get to view uh, these new product releases. And so this was fulfilling that commitment and you know, taking a, a really solid step towards uh, fulfilling the commitment to reducing our emissions by half by 2030. So tell us a little bit about the product. Was is there? Um, did I see that there's a, a a relationship with Cummins and some of their new yeah. technologies around electrification? Yeah, definitely. So um, we, you know, we the run uh, the tractor that that you covered was our first first generation. It was uh, kind of a limited production uh, fleet that we we launched back in 2018, and uh, we made a few tweaks to the product offering. It is a Cummins. Uh, electric driveline and battery solution. Um, it, we've been working with Cummins for about three years now on this project uh, to bring it to market. Um, and, and, and truly that is one of those partnership type, type of uh, efforts where um, Cummins uh, finds us to be attractive, not because we have massive volumes like class eight, but rather because you know, we probably are in, in a, an early adopter uh, type of industry, and we have a, a broad uh, breadth of different types of applications. So it's a good, uh, good area to kind of test, uh, test the, the, the platforms. So, um, so yes, it's a Cummins driveline uh, and uh, battery system. We're using some different partners for some of the other subsystems. So there's been a lot of coordination uh, between various other systems providers. We tweaked the product a bit from the first one. Um, we've added active thermal management into that, which is basically like heating and air conditioning for your batteries. Um, mm -hmm. if that's, <laughs> no, I like that. I like, I use that, I use that uh, analogy too. You do? Okay. Yeah. So, so we did add that. So that lets us deploy those, uh, those tractors into Siberia if we need to, or, or, you know, wherever, uh, we're, we're going to test one out in, in Dubai here, uh, this summer and just make sure it can, can stand those temps too. Um, and then we, we actually eliminated the transmission on this one. So it's a direct drive. Um, the electric motor is, is driving that drive axle. Yeah, you know, it's just, it just we've learned and, and we, um, you know, we're saying that we definitely believe and have concluded that terminal tractors are an early adopter of electrification for, for lots of reasons. And just look at some of the NACFI reports and work and, and we'll be explaining, or you can see there um, why, why we believe so. Um, you know, one of which is it's, it's very constrained market um, or, or location. So it stays in a particular area, it's low speeds. Um, you know, it, it really just, so low energy use, it's just um, a, a lot of reasons why why it's really good. 
And Gina, we're, we're kind of running out of time, but I, I, you, you mentioned robotics and automation is fascinating to me. And I did want to ask you as we begin to close out here, I mean, tell us, tell us about automating these terminal tractors. Cause I could imagine, you know, like a, a number of other like manufacturing and warehouse automation, you know, you know, speeds are lower. There's not a lot of people around, you know, not a lot of other things around. So just moving the, the terminal tractor around, I think it'd be pretty easy, but now you got to hook up and drop and hook trailers and hook up air and brake lines and so forth. That seems kind of hard to automate. So what do you mean by robots in uh, a robotic operation in uh, terminal tractors? Sure. So uh, there, there are, I guess the point of that is there are multiple different operations that a terminal tractor will do. And um, you're absolutely right in that the, the air hose connection and the variety in trailers deployed around the U.S. specifically is, is the most difficult of, of the tasks um, that you do when you're moving trailers from point A to point B. But there are a lot of um, more straightforward applications uh, where just a, just a onboard robotic um, technology makes a whole lot of sense. It's, those are just point A and point B point A to point B types of applications. So you'll get into that in, in container terminals and things like that. So what, what I can say about it is we introduced our first robo tractor at this new era of logistics event. Um, and we just showed videos of it. It's, it's in operation and in test right now and under development. So it was actually at one of our customer locations um, in, in North Carolina and it was an intermodal yard. So, and that's, that's one where the tractor would wait to receive a handoff and then move it to another uh, another location in a staging area. Hey, Gina, it's been really interesting talking to you. I've come up with many more questions I'd like to share with you, but we're, we are out of time. Any, any last thing you would um, like to share with uh, the audience here about how we, you know, maybe how we approach new technologies or, um, or, or anything as we close out? Well, I, I think just to your last point there about um, safety uh, in, in these applications, these new technologies can be used not only to perform full operation, but also to, to keep our drivers safe. And, and, and that's really a focus area for us too, is to make sure that we harvest all of these new technologies and developments into also making our industry safer today. So, um, and, and, and that's just a really uh, a big part of what we're planning to do in the upcoming years. Stay tuned, there will be a lot of new developments. Um, we'll continue to be releasing uh, new technologies and, and, and we're super excited about what's coming next. Very good, so thanks a lot for joining us. This was a, a really great conversation and best wishes to you as you, as you move forward. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends.